As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible, they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cabas and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like Dave single with a ten piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Back to old school with DP and J. Presented by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Let's bring him in, Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. About time on a Friday for Jay's picks. Get him ready. Get your pad pen ready. He about to drop knowledge for you. Jay Foreman, what's up? What's poppin', man? I'm still like a little little reeling from uh, my Astros, you know. <laughs> um, you know, they, I think I think what the Braves did, they came in and they bought all the trash cans in the greater Atlanta and Houston area. <laughs> Just, or, or whatever. But uh, – <laughs> It's all good in the hood. Oh, uh, you know the, fo- the football picks are on and popping. Okay, like then, always. Well, we um, we got lots. So, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and spread. I'm gonna spread this for you people out here uh, that don't understand ebonics. I'm gonna go ahead and spread the ism, <laughs> and the ism is just the knowledge. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys some ism. Forty-five and ten, Jay Foreman. That is your current record. Forty-five yeah. and ten. Straight up, this is how we get out, so let's have at it. I want to give you the opportunity to continue your legacy. Four and four, Denver Broncos traveled to Jerry World and faced the six and one Dallas Cowboys. Ah, the Cowboys. Um, Denver traded away the, uh, their best player and uh, Von Miller, their best asset, and so what uh, – you know, with that being said, they're reeling from it because when uh, that stuff happens, it's not like a regular guy. Like, say, if I got traded or cut, this is a guy that's your franchise player that should probably get uh, a statue outside of there. And plus, Dallas is actually just flat out better than Denver. So, um, Dak is coming back, and so I think they are going to, you know, beat the brakes off him. Ford for the New England Patriots travel to Charlotte to take on the 4-4 four and four Panthers. Oh, man, this is a hard game. I'm going to go with the Patriots, um, even though both teams had somewhat surprising victories, especially the way the Panthers, you know, handled Atlanta, you know, pretty easily on the road after they've been playing pretty bad. I know Christian McCaffrey either is back or close to getting back. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I think the Patriots are, are you know, better coach, more experienced, X, Y, and Z. So I'm, I'm going with the Patriots. The three and four Minnesota Vikings travel to Baltimore to face the five and two Ravens. 
Oh, the Vikings. Um, man, I, I think the Ravens are going to do it. I think they'll be well rested, and I think that the Vikings are. I think they're they're okay on offense. There's some turmoil there. Um, I know Adam Thielen is agent, and they're a little bit upset about the, him not getting the ball. But it bodes well for you fantasy people out there. Adam Thielen will get overload of uh, targets this week. But uh, Baltimore Ravens as a team is a little bit too much for the Vikings, especially with Kirk Cousins in that facing that defense. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. And this is a big one in the division. The four and four Cleveland Browns travel to Cincinnati to pay, take on the five and three Bengals. Mm. I'm going to go with the Bengals. And Odell Beckham Jr. is will be released at some point in time next week. That, again, affects the locker room. I know Baker Mayfield tried to put the you know the, the face on that he's not affected. Yeah, you are affected. Um, you know, whether there's any truth that he's kind of freezing him out, you know, or not. But at the end of the day, it, it's still on your mind. So, um, as, you know, one of the things uh, that, that the Bengals will do, that have learned, hopefully, is that they learn that, uh, you know, once you get a couple big victories and people have uh, the spotlight on you, you're no more the hunty, you're the hunted. And so um, a good reality check for them. They're playing at home, and I expect them to, you know, perform pretty well and win. In the route of the day, Buffalo, 5-2, and two, traveled to Jacksonville to take on the fighting Myers of Jacksonville. Yeah, this is a game where you can kind of get like a, that you know, that extra kind of like let down half a game, you know, in that uh, division, you know, even though the wing was playing better, you don't want to go down to Jacksonville, even though Jacksonville is playing better and stub your toe. Uh, so I think Buffalo, they're, they're a team that's extremely focused. Uh, they're extremely motivated. Um, Miami was a tough out last week. You know, they're going to, Miami was playing for pride and not to get embarrassed again, but I think they go down to Jacksonville and have a good game and win that one as well. In Booty Bowl two, Houston one and seven traveled <laughs> traveled to Miami to face the one and seven. So a battle of one and sevens, Houston and Miami. Who you got? Oh, I'm going with Houston. Tyrod Taylor coming back, and uh, he's a uh, you know a really good quarterback for Houston. Um, but you know Miami uh, is struggling. You know what? I I always I almost broke my card in the rule, man. I gotta check myself. I wish if I if I had a free hand right now, I would probably have to clap myself. So I'm gonna get back to reality. I think the Dolphins will win. Actually, their defense is better than Houston. Their offense has been playing actually pretty decent, and Houston's defense is ripe for a picking four to and company to have a good good day, a great day, or in their you know in their circumstances. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Dolphins, and uh, I think Brian Flores is still really you know regardless of what Jake. You know, he's a fair-weather uh, coach fan, as you see, and you hear him early in the morning. But I'm going to go with Brian Flores because I think once there, he has the toughness and the mental uh, wherewithal to rally his troops to uh, get out of the depths of uh, a losing streak. The Las Vegas Raiders, 5-2, and two, travel to New York to take on the 2-6 and six Giants. Ooh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think ever since the thing with Gruden, uh, they've been, you know, actually playing pretty well. Uh, and obviously they had an unfortunate incident with one of their players this week. Um, and then so I think they're going to play well. I think they're better than the Giants, even though the Giants have shown some life. Um, but I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, you know, I like uh, the way that they've kind of handled adversity. Um, I think they're an extremely talented team. They're a tough team. Their defensive line, you know, led by Crosby. 
Uh, I was playing really well, which is obviously the weakness of the Giants as far as pass blocking and, and Daniel Jones, uh, fumble, fumble Jones or Butterfinger Jones or whatever you want to call him, um, regardless if it's home or away, is right for the picking. So I think that the, the Raiders will win. Uh, too much offense, too much Whaler, and uh, too much defensive line. The Chargers at four and three travel to Philly to take on the three and five Eagles. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. And uh, look, they, uh, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say you let themselves down, but they, you know, they didn't play up to their capabilities last week at home. Uh, I don't know if they kind of overlooked New England or whatever, but they know they need to get back right. You know, Kansas City winning on Monday night. They themselves uh, shooting themselves in the foot with, you know, obviously losing the, to New England and the way they lost to them. Uh, I think they're they're going to win the game, uh, even though Philadelphia beat the brakes off of Detroit, and that was probably you know in my picks last week. That was the probably the most um, disheartening one because not that Philly won, it's just how bad Detroit played, yeah. and um, they weren't even competitive, and that's not something that they've been doing all year. In a game that a lot of people are going to talk about over the next two days, seven and one Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Travel to Kansas City to take on the four and four Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, even though the Chiefs have not looked good, even in you know beating the Giants Monday in Monday night, you know the if the the phantom face mask call doesn't get called, I think the Giants either get to overtime and possibly win that game. So uh, ultimately, I think it, you know sometimes winning ugly is obviously better than you know losing ugly. I think the Chiefs will win. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been playing good and they've been kind of gutting it out with Aaron Rodgers' leadership. You got a new quarterback coming in that hadn't played uh, right for the picking. The, the Chiefs had, a, I think, an excellent pickup in Mel, Melvin Ingram, the third grown man, as, he, as everybody calls him in the league. So that's going to help out the pass rush because they've been struggling getting the, getting home. So um, I think that the uh, the Chiefs will win. And the thing with Aaron Rodgers, you know, I guess I'll just talk, to a little, talk about it a little bit. You know, I think the biggest thing with him is um, you know, just the, the ramifications. It's not just him. You know, he's able. He's he's a grown man. He's able to do what he wants to do. Whether he wants to be vaccinated or, in his case, immunized or whatever <laughs> it is, he did. But ultimately, when I'm thinking of just from a football standpoint, they lose this game and maybe another one because he might be out. Now you're behind the eight ball as far as getting home field advantage. And so, the Cardinals having a home field advantage isn't. A, as big as help as if you're at Green Bay because of the weather and is a factor and how well Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers play in that type of climate and those type of uh, conditions. So uh, if they're not able to beat the Chiefs, which I don't think they will be, um, you know, I think it's going to be a you know a huge loss that could come back to bite them in the butt later in the year and curtail their 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 path to a possible Super Bowl run uh, because they lost their best tight end last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you lose your quarterback, and now you got a new quarterback coming in, uh, trying to hold it down. Even though Devontae Adams is coming back, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Seven and one Arizona travels to the three and four Forty ers Yeah, I think. Look, I think this is going to be an extremely close game. You know, you know, regardless of the record, uh, but I think the uh, Cardinals will win. I think that they had a eye-opening experience. What it's like to 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 be one of the top teams in the league this this late in the year. Um, so it was a learning experience. And then they get another big game on the road against the 49ers, who's having, you know, quarterback issues and, and a little bit of offensive issues. So I think the uh, Cardinals learned their lesson, uh, what it's like to be, you know, on the center stage. And so that I think they're going to take the lessons learned uh, and, and, and put on a good performance against the 49ers and, and pull that game out. 
Sunday night, six and two Tennessee travels and faces mm. the seven and one Rams with the addition of Von Miller. Jeez. Uh, oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go with the Rams because they've been actually playing consist- most consistent all year. I know Tennessee, even though they lost Derrick Henry, signed Adrian Peterson, they're tough um, and actually have the, the formula or kryptonite to go against the Rams. But I think when you add Von Miller, who's just, who started to get hot, you know, what I mean by hot is when, you know, he was a little bit nicked up at the beginning of the year and then he started to get healthy. And, you know, you combine him with Floyd and then Aaron Donald, uh, it's going to help him in the run and pass. And then plus it's going to give Tennessee a lot to think about. And, and when you have Jalen Ramsey, who was able to go one-on-one with one of Tennessee's really good uh, receivers, it gives the defensive coordinator chances to roll coverages, uh, combo coverage, or whatever you, they want to do on the backside against whether it's Julio Jones or Brown. So um, I think they're the Rams will win, especially being at home. Uh, but Tennessee's still going to be a factor regardless of when Derrick Henry comes back or if he comes back. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, Go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Monday Night Football, the 3-5 and five Bears. Justin Fields travels to Pittsburgh to face the 4-3 and three Steelers. Oh, the Steelers are just kind of, they're just, they're just under the radar, right? They, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and the offense kind of sputtered out of the gate. Now they start to get a little bit of, uh, you know, flow to them. And you got, uh, you know, drama in Cleveland. They beat Cleveland, um, and now they get a game. You know, at home where they can really, uh, you know, you know, get a leg up on some of the teams. And I don't think that they're too worried about the uh, Baltimore Ravens, considering how you know good the, the defense of Pittsburgh is. So, I think Pittsburgh pulls it out. It's going to be uh, you know a tough game, but I like Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, beat Chicago. Justin Fields will give him a little trouble because of his ability to run the ball and get out there on the run. Uh, but a rookie quarterback going against that Pittsburgh defense is the recipe for disaster. And you have Matt Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace as GM and coach, uh, and that's uh, also a recipe for disaster hmm. for uh, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be deep. Jay Foreman is on the phone. He uh, is just giving uh, the NFL picks for the weekend. Let's jump into college football because some pretty good ball games on, uh, on this weekend uh, tonight. Utah travels to Stanford. Oh, man, that's going to be a good game. Uh, Stanford's sneaky good. You know, those uh, white and maroon uniforms are, you know, it has kind of rebounded. David Shaw, I swear, he, he look at listen here. I think he's one of the top, you know, 10 coaches in, in all of land. I love him, mm-hmm. and I like the way he, way he does. So um, Utah has dealt with some unfortunate issues up there. Uh, but they're a physical team, and they're under the radar as well. It's going to be a physical game, which you know you don't think normally happens in the, in the Pac-12. Um, so I'm going to go with Stanford. I'm going to go with the home team, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Utah wins. Yeah, it's going to be a brawl. Um, let's go through the Big Ten. Uh, Illinois travels to number 20, Minnesota. Oh, uh, look, Illinois is playing better. Their defense is coming around. And I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think they match up really well 
against Minnesota's running attack. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who runs the ball for Minnesota. They're on the, like the fifth running back. And so there's only so many guys you can pull off the bench to hit, you know, 100 yards a game. And that's a big part of their offense. Uh, but I think the overall Minnesota is a better team. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Minnesota deals right now with expectations that have been raised twofold. You got a coach that got to, you know, making five million dollars a year with a seven-year, you know, extension, and now you're ranked inside the top twenty. You're the team that people are talking about that actually, you know, have a high percentage of winning the Big Ten West. This is a game, you know, kind of quote unquote the trap game uh, because Illinois, you know, provides enough problems running the ball in, in like on time, decent passing game that kind of can offset what Minnesota likes to do. And their defense of Illinois is playing, you know, better than it had in, in, in uh, the, the beginning of the season. So I think Minnesota will pull it out, but I'm interested to see what the final score is and what the game looks like, because that will tell me a lot about Minnesota as you go down the stretch here, you know, leading to Indianapolis. West Lafayette, number three, Michigan State travels to Purdue five and two. You know, I think it's, a, it's this game is a pick 'em um, per se if you're a, a gambler. So I think you could, you know, I think you know Purdue will, you know, I think Purdue isn't favored. Michigan State's favorite, so I think the points with Purdue is probably a good bet. But I think Michigan State's going to win this game. Um, I think they're um, physical on the offensive line, can run the ball. The passing game is getting better every single week, and that defense is is getting better every single week. And they are extremely focused. You know, they beat Michigan. Mel Tucker does a good job of starting things over come Monday, and I don't really think Purdue's overly that good, um, even though they're playing at home. They actually, and to be honest with you, I think Purdue is more dangerous on the road versus at home, and so I think that plays in the Michigan State, uh, you know, obviously in their favor. Number twenty-one, Wisconsin travels to New Jersey to face Rutgers. Uh, you know, this is going to be a tougher game than it looks. I think Rutgers is extremely well coached. They, uh, you know, play well on special teams. Um, you know, but they, I don't think they'll be able to handle this new uh, two-headed monster running attack that Wisconsin has. Even though Graham Mertz was 11 of 22 last week, he was a little. He, what he what he did last week against uh, Iowa is not turn the ball over, in which that was been his you know Achilles' heels, interceptions and fumbles. So. I think they're trying to catch their rhythm. Uh, they're not fully in Wisconsin mode, but I think it's still too much for uh, Rutgers because that Wisconsin defense is uh, probably the best in the Big Ten uh, or at least playing the best right now. Penn State travels to College Park to face the Terps. What do you got? Um, I look at it like this, man. I'm interested to see if Maryland takes on the mindset where they're not uh, shaking hands. If you look, this is a this is kind of like a mini rivalry, even though Penn State generally dominates it. Mm-hmm. But they compete a lot for the best players in the DMV, and this game gets chippy real quick. And um, I think Penn State is right to the picking um, because Maryland's defense is is improved, and I don't think uh, Penn State's offense is, is as good as it was, you know, last week against Ohio State. Uh, even though I think they probably have, if not the best receiver in the Big Ten, obviously one of the top three. Um, Maryland's offense is always dangerous, even though they you know have a ton of injuries. Um, but I think Penn State will win. Uh, but I think Maryland gives them a run for their money. Um, and I'm, I'm look like again, I'm going to be interested to watch this game. Because I like the chippiness, and I you know I want to see if Maryland comes out there with their hands behind their back and just let them know what time it is. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. Number 22, Iowa. It pains me to say that. Number 22, Iowa, travels to Northwestern. 
Uh, I think this is a get-right game for Iowa. Uh, Northwestern has been playing better. You know, you know the fight past the zeros were going to come turn around, and I, I think after Nebraska, you know, deep down, they've kind of, you know, woken up a little bit. But I think Iowa's defense is always there, so they're, they're going to be able to shut down any type of offensive rhythm that Northwestern tries to start. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be a tougher game than it looks because Iowa's passing game has been atrocious. And, uh and that's just where it is right now. And I don't think I'm envisioning it getting any better. What Iowa does is run the ball, they'll control the clock, they'll play small ball. And the next thing you know, they win the game by 14 to 17 points. So I think Iowa wins the get right game, kind of get, you know, you know their feelings back. But it's not going to be an easy uh, get right game. They're, you know, Northwest is going to get a run for the money. The final one from the Big Ten Indiana travels to Ann Arbor to face number seven, Michigan. Uh, you know, with this, I, you know, that's crazy. I think, you know, Indiana's defense is good enough to kind of give uh, Michigan some trouble, but Indiana's offense is not good enough to give Michigan any trouble. So I think Michigan wins this game. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back after, you know, losing a big game and losing a lead. I think that is something to keep these guys focused because, you know, the one thing about losing that game against Michigan State, everything that they want to do or accomplish is still there. So they got to beat Indiana to keep on the, the same track. So, uh, they're going to come out and show well. Uh, Indiana has not looked good all year or, or really as, as good as they were last year. So I think it's just another uh, game for Indiana to kind of, you know, kind of limp to the finish line and, um, you know, get started on next year. We'll jump to UFC. Uh, this is a big one. Rematch. Covington versus Uzman. Who you, who you like? Uzman. Uh, you know, I like, I like Uzman. I think it was, uh, you know, a tougher fight than I thought it would be the first time. Uh, Covington is, a, you know, he's a, a good promoter. Um, he definitely needs his, his butt kicks. Um, and I think he's going to, you know, beat him again. And uh, But it's going to be a good, good, good match, you know. Um, you know, he's tough. He can take a beating. And Uzma, I think, is a, is a well-oiled machine. And uh, he's extremely focused for a guy that's been on top or, or, or extending to the top. Uh, in a very short amount of time. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And, uh, you know, um, I'm going to be glued. I'm not a big UFC guy. I like to watch him, um, you know, when, you know, bigger fight. And this, you know, this is one where, uh, you know, two guys have got a little bit of history, some guy, you know, crossing the line. And, you know, as far as, you know, you could promote the fight, but when you go kind of overboard, you know, then it becomes personal. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, that man got his jaw broke last time talking smack. He should he should be real quiet this time. Yeah. He should be, give me two keys for Huskers Ohio State. Uh, two keys. One is uh, Nebraska to be you know uh, efficient on offense and uh, you know play well on you know third down on on defense. Uh, that they, they kind of go together. And so, look, keep the, at the end of the day, keep the turnovers low and uh, play up their capabilities, and it's going to be a heck of a game. I expect the guys to go out there and, and play well, compete, and obviously play to win. Um, this is a winnable game here, you know what I mean? Um, and so if they go out there and play up their capabilities, they're more than, more than, they're more than capable, capable of winning the game. So uh, it's going to come down to turnover, turnovers and not giving up big plays on defense and creating some big plays, you know, which are there to be had uh, in the run and the pass against Ohio State. So, you got to go out there and do it. You got to go out there and block guys. You can't just, you know, you can't let this defensive line, you know, run in Adrian or Ramirez or any, you know, anything like that. You got to block them and make them earn it. Now, are you going to win every one-on-one battle? No, you're going to lose, but you got to win, win enough at certain parts of each play 
and have a couple of stalemates. And then it's on the running back and the quarterbacks and the receivers to get open and make plays. So I think it's going to be a good game, and I think they're you know ready to play. I think I like the you know, I would say I like the vibe of the team. I think these guys understand that uh, they're, they're battle tested. You know, look, they've played the hardest schedule in the nation, um, and uh, so stepping out here in this arena in a big game, and Ohio State has everything to play for. And they're going to come in here and, and play well because, you know, they're the outside looking in right now uh, for the bowl championship series. So this is a big opportunity for them. This is what you come to Nebraska for, uh, playing these big games. And so if you like to compete and you love football, um, you're going to go out there and play and play play well because you're going to represent yourself regardless of the record. And so, um, you know, the spotlight's going to be on, you know, the Nebraska and stuff like that. And I think Ohio State knows, you know, obviously by watching the tape, that this is not your ordinary three and six team, and so Nebraska needs to go out there and make all their dreams become reality, and uh, you know, ideally win this game uh, because they have been uh, close with getting so far um, uh, this year. Jay, uh, thank you, kind sir, for making time. We will probably uh, just to let you know we set out a bounty for pictures of you at the game tomorrow smiling. Uh, the folks, Rick, uh, Rick Meyer, and the folks from Beatrice Bakery has offered cake to anyone who has pictures of you uh, smiling at tomorrow. Smiling. Game. I won't be smiling. It's going to be on like a pot of neck bone. So <laughs> the game face is going to be on. I think somebody see me today and they said, why you look so angry? I said, I got a game. It's in, you know what? It's just, it's just, it's in your blood, man. When you, when you, when you play games and you know what's coming and you, and you, and you uh, think about these games, obviously playing is a big game. It's just in your blood. It's like when football starts, man, you start to get those juices going, even though then the reality sets in that, uh, you know, I can't perform. But these games here, I want these players to go out there and play well. Um, so I'm more or less like a, a quasi-parent and, and hoping that they get to go out there and, and, and get some reality of their dreams. So um, if I see somebody take a picture, I guess I'll, you know, smile, give them a smirk a little bit. But uh, I got three or four outfits ready. I have a different spot that I can't be spotted now because I've uh, had some people scouting in, in some games and I have not been seen. So uh, you better be on your on your game, people out there, um, you know, because I, I'm on to you. Um, and I uh, I have found a way to maneuver. So if you want to call me the uh, African-American version of Kaiser Soze, um, you know, you can have, instead of having where's Waldo, you can have where's Jay, and we can see what's up. And, um uh, you know, maybe you guys have Jake go out there and show a sponsorship for that. You know, we have the fan that gets the best picture. Uh, with Jake Foreman, you can do, you know, the Where's Waldo type of deal. Yeah, so, uh, There it is. The challenge yeah, has been set. Yeah, early game. Um, you know, I'll be up at 4.30 ready to go. So, uh <laughs> and Nick, I will be lighting your text messages up. Yeah. Gauntlet. And often. Gauntlet throw. Yeah. Have at it, man. We'll, t- we'll see you tomorrow, brother. Appreciate yeah. you. All right. All right, uh, man. That is Jake Foreman. Take pictures. Take pictures. Send pictures. Send pictures. Do that. We'll throw the break. More. We'll get ready for Ohio State. We'll do that next. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... 
Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward. And take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. 2023 Aria has limited availability. All-wheel drive expected availability early 2023. Subject to change.